So I want to talk to you today about this shield of faith, this first line of defense. Every piece of equipment that God gives us is important. Every piece has a particular function. And when you look at this, we realize that God has protected us in everything. Today we're going to look at the shield of faith, but we've already looked at a couple, haven't we? We've looked at the belt of truth. That belt of truth, which is buckled around our waist, is the one that is our core. It is our strength. Everything about our life is held together by that belt of truth, right? So we want to build our life on truth. We want to hold on to the truth. Uh, It's our core strength. And it's so important that we wear that belt of truth because on that belt of truth is also attached the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the Word of God. So truth and God's Word are connected. You find truth in the Word of God. Truth is very important for us. Now, in the Bible, it talks about the written Word. And here specifically, it's talking about the spoken Word of God. So we have the written word of God, and we are to speak the word of God. When we speak the word of God, that's our offensive weapon. It's what we use to resist the devil. We we are to read the word. We are to study the word. We are to listen to the word. We are to meditate upon the word. We are to speak the word of God into action whenever we find ourselves being confronted by the devil. The devil has to resist truth. You know why? Because Jesus says that the devil is the father of what? Lies. He's a liar. He cannot stand up against truth. And so here we have the belt of truth and we have the sword of truth and we speak that and the devil has to run. I love what Psalm 119 verse 11 says, don't you? Here it is. Your word I have put where? Into my heart. Why? So that I might not sin against you. Lord, I want my heart to be filled with your word. I want it so that when the devil comes and he tempts me or tries to confuse me or tries to lead me into lies, I know what your word says because it's hidden my heart and then I speak that word and I have the faith to go forward. Now, speaking of the heart, part of that armor is the breastplate of righteousness, isn't it? It protects us. From the devil's launching against us and our heart, the breastplate of righteousness. The devil wants to attack your emotions. He wants to attack your memories. He wants to create in you a stubborn heart or rebellious heart or a cold heart or a calculating heart or a sinful heart. Or he wants to get your heart so filled with fear that you lose your courage. When you put on the breastplate of righteousness, God protects your heart. He keeps it as a loving heart, as a caring heart, as a compassionate heart, as a confident heart, as a courageous heart, and as a trusting heart in God. That's a tremendous armor that God has given us. Amen? So he gives us these to protect us, and he doesn't forget about our feet. He protects our walk, our spiritual good news of the peace of Jesus Christ. The good news of the gospel is that we have peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace with other people, right? What, what the devil wants to do is come in and rob us of that joy and rob us of that peace. And here God says, no, you put on my gospel shoes of peace and you walk in love, you walk in unity, you walk in purpose, you walk in confidence, you walk it by faith, amen, and not by sight. And this is what God does for us. He puts us on that firm 
footing, that firm foundation of Jesus Christ. One time David says, God, I love you because you will not allow my feet to slip and you have placed me up on your rock. That's where we want to be in our life of what God has done for us to take those. Now, there's two pieces of the armor remaining. And today we're going to look at the shield of faith. And next week we're going to look at the helmet of salvation. But today is that shield of faith, that first line of defense. Defense. Look in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Now, it starts with this phrase, in addition to all this, all of what? All the armor that he's just mentioned, Okay. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, when you look at that, it says, oh, by the way, it sounds like you're saying, well, here you have the armor, and by the way, pick up the shield as well. That's really a better translation of this is before all else or above all else. But the word above all else makes it imply that the shield of faith is more important than the other piece of the equipment, right? What this really should be translated is this, in front of everything else, in front of the belt, in front of the breastplate, in front of the shoes, in front of that armor that God has given you, your first line of defense against the devil is this shield, this shield of faith. The Roman soldiers called it their door, the door. You have to get through this door before you're going to get to our armor. This, this shield of faith that's there in front of all else, not just in addition to, but in terms of priority, the very first thing that should always be leading you every day is what? That shield of faith. You know, the message of the cross is a stumbling block to many, and it's foolishness to other people. But the message of the cross to those of you who are Christians, it's your shield of faith. Because you know it's the power of God that is before you and leading you and protecting you before the devil can even get to the rest of the armor. Does that make sense? Now, it's a stumbling block and it's foolishness to the people in the world because they base their ideas upon their own teachings, upon their own opinions, upon approval and popularity and all other things. But we know that the power of God is based upon what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we know we now have the almighty power of God before us, leading us in this first line of defense. In the Roman soldiers' battle, the first line of their defense was always what? The shield. The shield. The first line of defense that was there. Now what's interesting is when they would take that shield when they were going into battle, you know what they would do? They would take the shield and they would soak it in water. They would soak it in water. It made the armor, it made the shield heavier, but of great value. Now, why would they soak that armor in water or that shield in in water? Because the enemy from a distance would shoot these flaming arrows. And so that water and other substance on the shield caused when those arrows to hit to be um, knocked off, to stop catching other things on fire, to fall to the ground. It was a greater source of protection that was there. They soaked it in there. So whether the enemy shot one arrow or many arrows on flame, they would have this combustible material on it. When it hit those water-soaked shields, it was another line of defense. It was the first line of defense. Isn't that wonderful? I think about that, and I think about what Christ has done for us. Do you know that your faith in God is soaked in the Word of God? 
Do you know that the shield of faith must be soaked in the Word of God? That there's a connection between faith and the Word of God, right? How do you strengthen your faith? Through what? Word of God. How does your faith grow stronger? By hearing the Word of God. By putting the Word of God into practice. You soak your faith in the Word of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about Christ loving us so much as His church. Now, now notice the soaking of our faith. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her what? Holy. How? Cleansing her by what? Washing of the water. Guess what Christ does with his word? He soaks your faith in the word of God. See that? Why does he soak us in the word of God? So that our faith may be stronger. Now, what if a soldier said, well, you know, I soaked my shield two weeks ago. I'm not going to do it today. Would that be any value of him in that, in that battle today if he had done it two weeks ago? No. If they're going to go to battle that day, what do they need to do with their shield? Soak it that day. Do you know why the Bible says that you are considered the word of God your daily bread? Because every day, you never know what you're going to face, do you? And every day, you should start your day with your shield of faith soaked in the word of God. Talk to people sometimes. How do you start your day? My day doesn't start until I have my first cup of coffee. Every day I start, someone says, with exercise, or someone says, I have to read the news or scroll through my social media, or I have to do this or that. You know the best way to start your day? Go ahead and have your cup of coffee, do your exercise, all the other things to start your day. But the best way to start your day is to soak your faith in God's Word. Jesus says, He says, Look, Don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough potential for trouble in its own. There's enough possibility of trouble today. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. So what was he saying? Soak your faith in the word of God. Now, why do we soak it? Because that devil is casting and throwing these flaming arrows that are going to be hitting and landing upon us into our life unless it's soaked in the word of God, unless it's by faith that's being held up. Now, the reason he does that is to divert us, to distract us, to divide us, to uh, discourage us, to devastate us. He'll shoot one or many at the same time, won't he? All different sorts of things. He'll do that because what he wants to do is that he wants to destroy your mind, your peace, your joy, your relationships. He wants to destroy your courage, your confidence in God. And so he shoots these flaming arrows. And here they come. Here you are in the middle of your day. Where did that idea come from? Why am I being tempted by this or that person now? Why am I having a hard time getting over this? Why can't I put this behind me? Why is it that, that I'm so bent out of shape over this? Why am I so emotional about this? I shouldn't be that emotional about this. Why are we fighting and arguing about this? Why is this in my mind? See that? Those flaming arrows that start hitting us. And we have these feelings of all of a sudden insecurity and unworthiness and boredom and guilt. And we're filled with pride and lust and discouragement. And what the devil's doing? He's shooting those arrows at you. And you didn't put up your shield of faith. You didn't put up that shield of faith. When you have the shield of faith up soaked in the word of God, it's your first line of defense. So guess what happens when the devil launches that attack? Guess what happened? It deflects the temptation. It wards off the guilt. 
It puts out the flames of worry and puts out the flames of, of wrong feelings. It extinguishes doubt. It extinguishes the wrong thoughts that you're having there. And what happens is you have victory instead of defeat, right? The only way, the only way those things get through to us is if we put down and we're not using the shield of faith that God has given. Does that make sense? So we put it on Word of God every day. Let me give you some examples from this and we'll close. From Colossians chapter 3, 8 and following. Here is such practical examples of these flaming arrows that are shot at us perhaps on any given day. Notice what it says, Colossians 3. But now put these things out of your life. How do I do that? Put on the armor of God. Stand in the might of God. Shield of faith is my first, mo- first and foremost defense. What do I do? I put these things out of my life. Anger, losing my temper, doing or saying things to hurt others, and saying shameful things. Let me ask you, are those some flaming arrows you might face today or tomorrow? Can those cause destruction and devastation? What does Paul say you can do? You can do what? Put those things what? See, he wouldn't say unless he meant it. Those things can be put out of your life if today you start by putting on the armor of God and the shield of faith that will protect you from those flaming arrows. Here's some other flaming arrows. Verse 9, don't do what? Lie to each other. You've taken off those old clothes. And Ephesians says you put on the new armor. The person you once were and the bad things you did is lying See, that attacks the truth, doesn't it? That's something, would any of you face anyone lying to you this past week? Or confronting a lie? Verse 10, here's one more. Now you're wearing a new life, a life that is new every day. You're growing in your understanding of the one who made you. You're becoming more and more what? Like him. See, shield of faith. Wear the armor of God. Let that shield of faith be your first line of defense. Will you do that? Take up the shield of faith. Use it every day. Let's stand. Let's stand. I want to show you one more verse. The, the shield was used as a wall of faith. And I think this is so important. Do you see the picture there? It was two and a half by four and a half foot. And notice what they're doing together. Notice how that shield of faith before them is linked to others in the army with them. It makes this solid wall of protection and this togetherness, doesn't it? You know, the one way the devil wants to attack us is to divide us, right? To make you think you're out there on your own. You know what we're to do? You take your shield, you take your shield, you take your shield, you take your shield, and link it together. There's strength in that, isn't there? It's working together in love. It's being united together in love. It's putting this on and helping each other to the point of where, okay, maybe I can't do this on my own. I wasn't designed to, but I can have others in my life we help protect each other, putting those shield of faith out front so the devil's flaming art darts can be extinguished. Amen? As we start this new week together, I want to use Ephesians 6 as a word of strength for you and hope that you will take this to heart. I will take up the shield of faith to quench the flaming arrows of temptation the devil hurls at me this week by daily soaking my faith in the word of God. I will pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ for us to be united in faith, working together for a growing kingdom. Will you do that? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you'd like to place membership, be baptized, or have Ken, one of our elders, pray with you, make your way to this front bench as together we now sing.